The Chad Cobbick Podcast Network. Two Angry Men. A podcast featuring a legendary baseball player and a legendary sports broadcaster. Two Angry Men. And now here's your hosts, Chad Cobbick and Denny McLean. Celebrating 30 years of magnificent service. 30 years of unmatched service. Jiffy Lube is proud to present Two Angry Guys. How are you doing, everybody? I'm Chet Kopik, the godfather of sports talk radio right here in Chicago, joined by the irrepressible Denny McLean, baseball's last 30-game winner up in uh, Motown. Hey, uh, this plays to Tiger Woods, and we'll get to uh, Eldrick down in uh, Windermere momentarily. I want to read uh, to you uh, from a column authored by Jason Whitlock, uh, prominent writer, FoxSports.com, talking about Tiger and talking about the evolution of sports and television. Jason writes, When television took control of sports 40 years ago, athletes became America's first reality TV stars, and no different from daytime soap opera stars. When television's money and spotlight began turning 20-year-old athletes into instant millionaires, celebrities, and brands, the Jordans, Mannings, James, Clemens, Woods, Michael Phelps became no different from John Bon Jovi, Mick Jagger, George Clooney, LL Cool J, Brad Pitt, Britney Spears, Elizabeth Taylor, and Robert Redford. In my opinion, my good friend, that could not have been written any better. Well, you know, listen, most of these writers are legends in their own minds. I, you know, listen, if all I got to do is a column twice, three times a week, and I've got to take two to figure it out, edit, do this, and do that. Um, you know what? Can't be that tough to come up with a bunch of words, especially with the internet in front of you all day and all night long. You know, writers today have got more ability and resources available. It's not like the old guys in the old clubhouse that had to have a deadline by 11.15 every night. Geez, these guys publish their articles at 1 o'clock in the afternoon, edit them at 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7 o'clock, hit the bars, and still are editing at 11 o'clock. On top of that, the news cycle is a little bit crazier than ever before. But um, while he may have said it well, the bottom line is I don't agree with it. The money in every sport has made the games a different dimension. Yeah, but I do agree from this perspective. Let's go back to 1968 and the majestic year when Denny McLean wins 31 ballgames. You were arguably for one given summer, with the possible exception of uh, the Democratic National Convention and the tragic assassination of uh, Bobby Kennedy. Uh, right. Prior to that, Dr. Martin Luther King, you were the most talked-about man in America, right? Possibly. You were bigger. You were bigger than a reality show star. You were bigger than a soap opera star. You were absolutely larger than life. And who made you larger than life? We did. Yeah, but you know what? Yeah, no, I understand that. But it was larger than life in the selected market that we were in that day. It isn't like it is today. In other words, because of the instantaneousness of television and coverage and, and media, uh, we can absolutely we pan the entire world at a, at a moment's notice right now. Back then, I mean, you know, I'd pitch a nine-inning ball game, but it really didn't get on the wire service for an hour or two later. Mm -hmm. we, didn't, we didn't have TV every night back then. We still only had TV, for the most part, on the weekends and a Saturday game of the week. So we didn't have that kind of coverage. I, I don't think it was even, it wasn't a pimple on a goat's butt at how big it is today. I mean, yeah, it started to happen. Yes, um, the, the, uh, the coverage was overwhelming for the time of, of that particular time, but it wasn't like this. This is just 
You know, do you realize that newsrooms just have crews now that work on scandals? Oh, yeah. Oh, hell yes. Are you kidding? That's all they do is one scandal after another, and they're waiting there for the next one. That's what I think is a little bit sad, that, that you know, it's like the Dr. Phil's. I tried to point this out last week. The Dr. Phil's and even the Oprah's to some degree, you know, they absolutely take joy and joy may not be a strong enough word. They take joy in an alcoholic coming on TV and spilling out his guts, a drug addict coming on TV, yes. spilling out his guts, a broken marriage, a guy messing around, a girl a girl messing around. Listen, was there anything bigger and more popular than Jerry Springer? Come on. You know, the biggest hunk of pure crap on television today, bar none, is Maury Povich. And let me tell you why. He's taking young African Americans about three times a week, and what's the topic? Is he the father or yeah. is he not the father? He's embarrassing these kids. They aren't getting a dime. They think it's going to be instant glory. And all they're doing is being used by Povich and his company and by the affiliates that buy this in insidious hunk of crap. If we actually had a legitimate Federal Communications Commission, for God's sakes, DMAC, crap like Povich wouldn't be on the air. Yeah, but do you think that uh, Oprah doesn't do it and you don't think oh, that Oprah anybody Panders else does it? It, with Oprah, if it bleeds, it leads, for heaven's sakes. How about Dr. Phil? I mean, is this a television show, or is this a guy just trying to make billions? Whatever happened to his medical practice? That's what I'd like to know. Whatever happened to his practice that he was at one time when he said he was the happiest man in the world going to work every day? I'll guarantee you one damn thing. He's the ha he's a happier man now than he was when he was only making 150 grand a year or whatever. It, you know, he's probably making 10, 20, 40 million a year now. You don't think we can all be happy for that? Hey, what about a guy like Rush Limbaugh, who goes on the air every day and just uh, just spews venom, just spits out venom at anything anything having to do with liberalism, the Democratic Party, anything short of the death penalty to Limbaugh, he will sit there and just beat it and browbeat it and and take people. And Denny, you know this is legitimate. And I'm thinking, you know, good morning, uh, you know, with all due respect, states like my mama's late great state of West Virginia, where you know you can always tell a West Virginian. You just can't tell him much. <laughs> he preaches. He preaches to dummies, and they believe. Well, the danger with Rush is, and I listen. I I will have to confess to you. I've known Rush thirty-five or forty years. I knew him when he was in Kansas City, making five dollars an hour selling tickets for the Kansas City Royals, folks. My That's how long I've known Rush. Rush has taken a 180-degree cut from where he was 35 or 40 years ago. Rush wasn't this right-wing, lunatic, almost Nazi-like individual. Now he's so far over the line, it, it, it's almost criminal. And let me say this to you. You and I both know that sooner or later, God forbid, some lunatic's going to try to do something stupid to this president. It will be because, and possibly because, Rush and some of the other, some of these other lunatics have pushed somebody so far over the edge that they think they heard Rush or one of these other idiots say, "Go get him, go get him, go get him." That's what's wrong with you know. Listen, we all believe in freedom of the press, but we still are not allowed to yell fire in the theater. And if you tell me what Rush is saying on the radio, along with some of these other lunatics, who I don't even want to name. If you are telling me that that's not screaming fire in the theater, then I don't know what the new definition of it is anymore. Now, listen, let's get to our favorite guy. Eldrick. The tiger. Eldrick. Now, Wait, what, well, what's the over-under? I have the over-under on, uh, on January 18th for one of the bimbos to announce that she is carrying the baby tiger. 
Oh my God, I didn't think about that. But I, <laughs> the over under I had, I said it'd be at least twelve women, and I think that number is going to be re, re, uh, overlapped by ten if they all come out of the woodwork. But let me say this to you. Let me tell you a couple of things that I found very striking. Is there any man in America that doesn't want Woods? to go beyond what Jack Nicholas won in 18 major championships. As far as I'm concerned, there's only one guy, and that would be Jack Nicholas. He doesn't exactly. want Tiger to get to 18 major championships. I got news for you. Tiger may never win another tournament. And I want to relate something to everybody listening to the show. Many years ago, when I got suspended from baseball for gambling in 1970, it caused great havoc in my life. I mean, the coverage of my suspension from baseball from gambling was more covered than when I won 31 ball games because it was a story that featured an athlete who was having some dramatic problems, to say the least. FBI, grand juries, and all the rest. Well, Nicholas, uh, and what I was, well, what I'm trying to say is this. When I came back in July of that year in 1970, let me tell you what I had lost. And this, I'm going to give you my prediction. I had totally lost my concentration. I never got my concentration back again. I retired in 74. Never got it back again, Chet. I could not go out to the ballpark without hearing everybody at the first and third baseline. I lost it. And I'm going to tell you, in a game where the crowd is absolutely sitting over you with every putt, every stroke, every time you strike the golf ball, his concentration will take one guy to fart at the wrong time, and he hear the name Tiger this or Tiger that, and he will know that he's lost the greatest asset he's had, and that's his concentration. And that is his greatest asset. Jack Nicklaus will tell you that was his greatest asset. And I'm going to tell you, Woods can forget winning 18 majors from this point forward. He'll never, ever do it. Oh, by the way, I, I see recently that some of the great American men in this country are now giving advice to Tiger, uh, the shark down under. Giving advice. Oh, come uh, on. Larry King with 10 wives giving <laughs> advice. Kobe Bryant giving advice. Oh, yeah. Vince if you're going to Colorado, stay in Eagle Creek. <laughs> my God. And, and let me also tell you this. You know, I consider myself kind of a marketing guy. I, I, I sell all day long. I sell all week, all month long. And I had come up with an idea for Tiger. You tell me if this wouldn't at least move him forward. I want him to appear with David Letterman on Letterman Show. Would you know that what? be a speak of does, genius? All that does is make incredibly great common sense. And I'll tell you why. For the obvious, Letterman took the platform the moment it happened, seized mm -hmm. the moment, went on television, and turned it into a combination monologue, confession, threw in yep. a few laughs. He was, he was ingenious for the way he handled his infidelity. Yep. Now, you bring Tiger on. All of a sudden, Tiger and David give Tiger the whole hour. He'll right. do a record number, number one. He'll do a record number. And number two, it would put Tiger in an environment where Tiger can make a full and complete confession. Hey, meanwhile, I want to bring something else up with you. Remember Governor Elliot Spitzer of, uh, of New York fame? Of course, Mr. Hooker. Mr. Hooker, you know, uh, uh, the guy who liked to, uh, uh, you know, get it on while he was wearing his uh, over-the-calf uh, black socks. Why, doesn't was, everybody do that? He was a John. He was a John, right? And, yes, you know, in constitutional terms, he was a John. If Tiger has been paying this up, uh, this one bimbo, you know, 15K per babe, as has been reported, Tiger is a John. Tiger is nothing more than a guy who goes to a strip joint and wants to go a step beyond a lap dance. Chad, can I ask you a question? Sure. Um, and I, 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 I want to say this as nicely as I can, but... 
have you ever met a slop socket worth $15,000 for one night? Uh, let me see. It was 1972. <laughs> <laughs> have, you, Jeff, I'm you, have you ever? I can't imagine. No. I mean, if says no. here's $15,000. The, the answer is positively no. Hey, by the way, now, now Mac, Mac, oh, we got to calm down for a moment. If somebody gives me $15,000 to go out and find a broad, I'm going to take about 14.9 of it and put it in my pocket. I want to pause for one moment because I know Denny McClain. And I know Denny McLean wants nothing but the best, just like Chet Kopic. That's why I know, much like me, you wouldn't think of taking your car anywhere to get winterized, but the great people over at Jiffy Lube. You realize this is their 30th anniversary, and Denny, you and I could sit here and we could wax poetic for an hour and a half about how wonderful Jiffy Lube is with your car. What, I'm going to take my car to the dealer and get ripped off? When I can go to Jiffy Lube, for example, and have you on know, my car taken care of in a matter of moments, I mean, Jiffy Lube is without peer. It's that simple. You know what I mean? Yeah, you know the best part about Jiffy Lube? The people that work inside the facilities. Let me tell you. And I, this, folks, I know we're doing a little commercial here, but it really isn't. You go to Jiffy Lube, and I promise you, you won't go anywhere else. The people are that nice. They're genuine. There's nothing, you know, like, hey, sir, how are you? Give me your money. Uh, <laughs> none of that. They want you to get the whole job done before they ask you for payment. And the nicest thing about it is they'll say hello and goodbye and have a good day. That means a lot. Two Angry Men continues. And now a reminder once again, hey, make it a point. The time has come. Mac, here in Chicago, we're nine above right now. It is miserable. You walk down by Lake Michigan, you're going to swear you're in Siberia. Get your car winterized by the marvelous <laughs> people at Jiffy Loop. All right, so getting back to uh, getting back to Tiger Woods. Right now, he's a John. Eventually, eventually, can you foresee the possibility, because I can't, that there's going to be some prosecutor somewhere in some jurisdiction, I'm not sure what state it will be, who will bust Tiger Woods on a charge of pandering? No, I don't think that's going to happen. Let me, let me say this to you. I don't, I think now too, because all of these other little stories are starting to come out from all these different women and women who he apparently in one form or another either lied to them about being in love with them or saw his future with them or what have you. I don't know if he's paid anybody now. I mean, now I'm not convinced anymore that he's, that he's dishing out the cash. Cause once the first woman went public, maybe the second, why pay any more money? It's coming. But, Chet, you and I both know one thing. There are pictures coming. Oh, so no doubt. There are some no pictures doubt. coming. And that's where he needs to spend some money to get a hold of those pictures. Because, you know, I still say, as I've always said, our American public is very forgiving. Kobe Bryant, my God, he's doing commercials again, the, the rapist himself. Magic Johnson infected a, a woman with AIDS. And then A-Rod and all of his antics in New York and other places, uh, although to a lesser degree, certainly, A-Rod seems like a pimple on a, on a cow's butt compared to Kobe and Magic. But, but nonetheless, all of the controversy, all of the negative publicity, all it took A-Rod to do was to hit a couple home runs in a playoff series and win the World Series, and nobody remembers anything from this past summer. You tell me what's going to transpire when the following happens. One of these babes is going to display a text message. Yep. And Tiger will have written, uh, Dear Darla, I love you. I want to be with you forever. She's going to sue Tiger for breach of promise. She's going to ask for $25 million, And she ain't going to get 25 large, but she's going to get a big chunk of dough. I will tell you this. That came out today. It came out today. This, this woman uh, read a uh, love note of a text of some kind. How he was, listen to this now, he was having doubts. 
about wanting to go forward with her. He didn't know if he was in love with her or with the emotional side of the event. He thought that she was playing him all of a sudden for his money. Uh, and some of the other things. Uh, the only thing he, the only thing she doesn't admit to in the in the text was maybe this was about money. Maybe it will be about money. But I don't think anybody will. Uh, you know, I didn't think about it. But I don't think any of these women really want to take it that far. Although, when you oh, got, oh, Danny, well, although, come wait, 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 on. Let me finish. Although I was going to say, when you've got Gloria Allred, the Black Widow of Law, involved, you nothing good can happen. Nothing good can happen to a man when Gloria is around. When you got a guy like Drew Rosenhaus down in Florida, who is the the Prince of Darkness to National Football League club owners, I mean the agent of absolute misery. When you got him involved now with uh, uh, Tiger's wife, you know what? Katie bar the door because Katie all the door. off. I mean this is going to be this is going to be hell on earth. It's why you made you've made the most salient point in this show tonight. I honestly, gosh, believe. Tiger Woods will never again win a major because you brought up the most valuable point. He's a brilliant shot maker. Yep. And, and by the way, you know, we could also do about three hours on the nefarious uh, uh, activities of a guy by the name of Arnold Palmer that we've oh covered up for years. I mean, I mean, you, how many stories could you do on Arnold Palmer? Because I Listen, could do about 30 of them. Arnold was a movie waiting to happen, and oh, no one will ever the do other. the real movie about Arnold Palmer. But you know, again, getting back to uh, getting back to uh, Eldrick Woods, he is going to be facing legal issues for the next five to ten years. I'm I'm convinced of this, Danny. And you brought up the great point. This guy's the greatest shot maker in the world. But what made Tiger Woods? Ice water flowed through his veins. The ice water has been damaged. Yep. It's now it lukewarm. All of a sudden, every murmur, every time he hears a murmur. When he's got to cut a three wood from 250 yards out at Augusta National or Pebble or or Bay Hill to uh, uh, to you know come up with a birdie, all of a sudden he's going to hear the murmurs. He's going to he's going to he's going to feel the eyes on him in a much different way, and he's not going to be the same golfer. Well, listen, the first thing that's going to happen to him is if he goes out and starts playing again in a couple of months or whenever that's going to be, and I suggest to him that he should do it sooner than later. I'd but go to Europe right now if I were Tiger and start playing right now. Just like Michael Jackson did. Go to another country and start playing. I agree with that. Here's any the other thought, point. Any on your part that he might be he's gonna play. If, in fact, he's going to play, he needs to get out there right away and find out if the concentration's been affected as much as I'm telling you it has been. And what you begin to hear are things that aren't even true. You, you, you People look at you in a different way. People talk to you in a different way. People kind of look the other way as you're coming towards them. He'll notice all of that stuff when it starts to happen again. And I don't think, I really don't, I don't believe, unless he is just a Jesus Superman, I don't think he can keep that uh, concentration going. Brought to you by Jiffy Lube, where you are always a friend, where you are always going to be treated with the utmost respect. He is Denny McLean in Detroit. I am Chet Coppock in Chicago. You have been dialed into Two Angry Men. Join us next week when, by gosh, we'll do our best to come up with at least, you know, one or two opinions. 